The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Tureka. From 8, 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles and San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20, Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kali for over 95 years. And our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel work to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and conferences and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today, we celebrate two special occasions, Mother's Day and the 24th anniversary of the President Rojas Branch Church located in the province of Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. The work is currently overseen by Pastor Vesper and Mrs. Maribel Espera. 
We thank the Lord for their faithfulness as they continue to carry on the gospel work across the waters and for their love and dedication to the Lord and the saints in President Rojas. We begin our program with a song by the church choir will sing a very special day. Surely it is a very special day that we set aside to honor all our mothers, especially our God-fearing and prayerful mothers who have raised us to know and love the Lord. The choir is led by choir director Emilia Hahn, accompanied by Tiare Summers on the piano and Rose Pahaku Carter on the organ.
We now have the church band who will play Sing to the Lord, led by yours truly. Rose Pahakukara is our vocalist today, and she will sing the song, Jesus Loves Me, a simple song with comforting words. She's accompanied by Iris Locke on the piano, associate pastor Marina Bing on the bass, trustee associate pastor Ernst Brode Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars. Jesus loves me. 
this I know for the Bible it tells me so Our church choir will sing their second number for the day entitled, Happy Mother's Day. What a wonderful opportunity to pay tribute to all our moms for all that they do. Please join in and sing with our choir, following the words on your screen.
Next is our church orchestra, the direction of Trusty Associates Pastor Emmett Sproul Sr., who will play a rendition of the song, We'll Work Till Jesus Comes. They are accompanied by myself on the piano and members of the flutes and string sections of the church band.
28 Degrees is our vocal group today singing Take a Stand. They are directed by Rose Baku Carter and accompanied by Thierry Summers on the piano. This number is dedicated to Mr. and Mrs. Michael and Cindy Yamashita, a faithful couple in the Lord. They continue to stand for the name of Jesus, serving the Lord with joyful hearts. Thank you, Michael and Cindy, for all you do for the Lord. May he bless you most abundantly in this life and that life to come. Have a blessed day. Praise the Lord, and good morning, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR TV Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah and parts of Nevada and Wyoming from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGB TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. 
from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamaki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Elverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espero in Balogo, Pikawain, and by Pastor Vesper Espero at President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. Happy Mother's Day, television friends. We appreciate the response of our television audience week by week and are happy to know that so many are helped by the telecast prestigious. This may be the first time you have heard the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast. And we pray you will become a regular viewer and listener. We hope you will enjoy this morning's message entitled, Mom, There is No Substitute for You. Our attention is being focused upon one of God's greatest creation. Her husband loves and respects her for bringing his children to the world and caring for them. Her parents love her for the respect and honor that she has shown them. His children not only love her for unending affection that she has shown them, but also for her keen wisdom and understanding of the problems and for the countless sacrifices that she has made. Reading Proverbs, the 31st chapter, verses 28 through 30, her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Thanks be to Mrs. Anna Jarvis of Philadelphia, because it was she who was instrumental in making it possible for this second Sunday in May to be set aside as a day for paying tribute to mothers, both living and dead. Many kindness will be shown to mothers throughout the country today. Guests will be presented to her. Special attention will be paid her. Programs, sermons will honor her 
and gestures of love and affection will be rendered to her. In other words, she will be pampered, and she certainly deserves it. The first Mother's Day really began in BC 4004, when the first man, Adam, bestowed the great honor of motherhood upon his wife in the Garden of Eden, whereupon he gave her the name Eve, the meaning of which is mother of all living. We read in Genesis 3.20, and Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Mary, the mother of Jesus, walked with God devotedly. Her heart knew his voice when the angel revealed the marvelous miracle that was about to happen to her and how she would soon bring forth a child who was going to be the savior of the entire world. Her faith and confidence in God enabled her to accept everything without question, although she did not fully understand the meaning of all which was told her. Reading Luke, the first chapter, verses 30 to 31. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. On one occasion, Mary accompanied Jesus and his disciples to the marriage of Cana of Galilee. The available wine was consumed, and there was need for more. Jesus was surprised of the problem by Mary. We read in John, the second chapter, and in the fourth verse, and find that he responded, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. Mary maintained her composure and remained undisturbed by his response. She merely instructed the servants, as written in the fifth verse, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. On another day, as Jesus was talking to the people, Mary and his brethren desired to see him. Jesus was informed of their presence. Let us read in Matthew, the 12th chapter, verses 48 to 50, in which Jesus remarked, Who is my mother? And who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold my mother and my brethren. For whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. Mary, though an ardent follower of Jesus, was always in the background. However, she deeply shared the sorrows which Jesus bore and rejoiced in his miracles and his teachings. Eventually, the hour came that his life should be sacrificed. Many who have been active in his ministry and had followed him from Galilee, now stood afar off. But there was Mary at the foot of the cross. So near was she that Jesus, before giving up the ghost, committed her into the safe and tender keeping of John the Beloved. Reading John chapter 19, verses 26 to 27. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by, whom he loved, he said unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then said he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, 
that disciple took her into his own home. In the Bible, we find that the final mission of Mary occurred on the day of Pentecost. She was present in the upper room, praying with the 120 and waiting for the promise of the Father. Reading Acts 1.14, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with the brethren. Mother's love is next to God's love, fathomless, deep, and strong. Abraham Lincoln said, all that I am and all that I hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. Of all the testimonials and praises in history which have ever been expressed, I can think of none greater or more meaningful than the tribute Paul rendered to two mothers, the grandmother and mother of Timothy. You read in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also, the unfeigned faith which had been so much a part of Timothy's life was a faith that he had learned from these two godly women, a faith that remained with him throughout his life. It was his unfeigned faith which made Timothy the great influence for good that he was and enabled him to leave behind a legacy of that same faith to those who would follow after him. The poet Will Ross Wallace once said, the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. George Washington was honored as the father of our country. His greatness was no accident. It was his mother who instilled within George the qualities of leadership, honesty, and faith in God. The sum total of these attributes made him the outstanding man that he was. Name them all, the leaders, the statesmen, the poets, the composers, the artists, the preachers, the great men throughout the ages who stand upon the hills of time. Behind nearly all of them, you will find the influences of mothers who instilled within them beginning in their earliest childhoods, qualities which eventually made them great. Often, unknown and unrecognized are the mothers who molded the characters of the men who sought God's help in shaping the destiny of this world. Do you realize that mother is the world's most successful teacher? Almost everything a child learns in his formative years can usually be accredited to his mother. Thus fulfilling God's word in Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. It is the mother who answers all his questions. It is the mother who teaches the basic principles which really count in life. The value of prayer, faith, and trust in God, honesty, and morality. The mother is in the most advantageous position to introduce a child to Jesus who can be his savior, Lord, master, his best friend, his wisest counselor, protector, and provider. It is the mother who can effectively build a solid and strong foundation of values never to be forgotten through all the years which follow. On Mother's Day especially, a great number of things are verbalized and written about mothers. 
But unfortunately, except for this one day, all is forgotten the remainder of the year. God has placed much responsibility in the hands of mothers of the world. For it is the mothers who can make their children faithful or faithless, powerful or powerless. When a child is born, there are two roads he may follow. The road which leads to God and eternal life or the road which leads to ruin and destruction. Let us read in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Enter ye, ye, and the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be who go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Jesus tells us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Nicodemus, a secret believer in the Lord, came to Jesus by night, hoping to learn about the way. He was a man in position of prominence, of power, and probably of great wealth, but Nicodemus was not satisfied with what he had. There was a hunger in his heart. The things of the earth did not satisfy him. He was always reaching out for something that would bring him happiness. But joy and happiness and peace seemed to always to elude him. Then he heard about Jesus and the wonderful work he was doing, healing all manner of sickness and diseases. Thus, under the cover of darkness, Nicodemus slipped out to see Jesus with this thought in mind. No man can do these miracles except God be with him. Yes, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Nicodemus poured out his heart to Jesus, and Jesus looked into the soul of this hungry-hearted Pharisee and said, Nicodemus, you must be born again. You have many things that the world can give you, but you will never find peace and joy until you have been born again. The world is full of men who are trying to find happiness. They go everywhere and do everything to find some zest in life, but their search is in vain. To them, Jesus would say, you're seeking for satisfaction in all the wrong places. Come unto me and be born again, and all the days of earth and heaven will be yours. In John 3, 3, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, you may see many wonderful things in this world. You may see the grand canyon, but you'll never see the tree of life in heaven unless you have been born again. You may see the great cities of the world, but you'll never see the holy city of the new Jerusalem unless you have been born again. You may see the great countries of the world in all their splendor, but you'll never see the land that is fairer than day unless you have been born again. You may live in the finest mansions that money can buy, but you'll never see the Father's house of many mansions unless you have been born again. Jesus said, ye must be born again. He emphasized the must. This is one of his divine imperatives. Read in John 3, 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. To be born of water is to be baptized by immersion 
and in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To be born of the Spirit is to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, speaking in an unknown tongue or language. According to the Bible, this is the only Bible evidence which can be used to verify and confirm that one has received the Holy Ghost. Listen to Acts 2, 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Remember, we had left Mary praying in the upper room. Thus, on the day of Pentecost, she too received the gift of the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues. Consequently, if Mary, the mother of Jesus, needed the Holy Ghost, how much more then do we need the Holy Spirit to withstand the endless waves of Satan's fiery darts? Peter informs us in Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There is no name in this world comparable to the name of Jesus. Reading Philippians 2, 9 through 11, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. This has not yet come to pass, but it will surely happen when Jesus comes again on this earth to rule and reign for a thousand years. All things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, mothers, especially mothers in the Lord, the Lord honors you not only on Mother's Day, but every day of the year, which is your rightful due. For no other person upon earth has as many important tasks to perform as you do. And upon no other single person dwelling on earth has so great a responsibility been placed than upon you. Therefore, young people, if your mother is living, treat her daily with kindness and tenderness, and above all, love her with your entire heart. Respect her and despise not thy mother, especially when she is old and gray. For the beauty of the old men is the gray head. Paul instructs the children in Ephesians 6, verses 1 to 3, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. To all you mothers who sometimes worry about being too mean to your children, as you discipline them, I share this excerpt from an article which appeared in one of the church magazines, and it goes this way. I had the meanest mother in the world. While other kids ate tacos for breakfast, I had to have cereal, eggs, and toast. When others had soda and candy for lunch, I had to eat a sandwich. As you can guess, my supper was different from other children too. I wasn't alone in my sufferings. My brothers had the same mean mother as I did. My mother insisted upon knowing where we were at all times. You think we live in a prison of some kind. She had to know who our friends were and what we were doing with them. A couple of times she gave us a rod. The poor bell was used more on our seats than in holding up grandpa's pants. Can you imagine someone actually hitting a child just because he disobeyed? 
We had to wear clean clothes and take a bath daily. She made our clothes herself just to save some money. The worst is yet to come. We had to be in bed by nine each night and be up at eight the next morning. We couldn't sleep till noon like our friends. So while they slept, my, father, my mother had the nerve to break the child labor law. She made us work. We had to wash dishes, make beds, learn to cook and do all sorts of things. She always insisted upon our telling the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Even if it killed us, and on occasion, it nearly did. By the time we were teenagers, she was much wiser, and our life became even more unbearable. None of this tooting the car horn for us to come out running. She embarrassed us to no end by making our dates and friends come to the door to call for us. While my friends were dating at the mature ages of 12 and 13, my old-fashioned mother refused to let us date until the ages of 15 and 16, but only to attend a school function. And that was maybe twice a year. Through the years, things didn't improve a bit. Our marks in school had to be up to par while the report cards of our friends had beautiful colors upon them. Black for passing, red for failing. My mother, being as different as she was, would not settle for less than ugly marks. As years rolled by, first one of us and then another was put to shame. We graduated from high school with our mother being behind us, talking, hitting, and demanding respect. None of us were allowed the pleasure of being a dropout. My mother was a complete failure as a mother. Out of the four children, a couple of us attained some college education, and no one was ever arrested or divorced. We did not engage in abusing our mates. My brother served in the U.S. Navy. And whom do we blame for the terrible way we turned out? You're right our mean mother. Look at all the things we miss. We never got to march in a protest parade, take part in a riot, burn draft cards, or do a number of other things that our friends did. She forced us to attend Sunday school while we were young. We grew up to be God-fearing, educated, and honest adults. Using her methods, I'm now trying to raise my three children like she did us. Today, I stand a little taller, I feel with pride when my children call me mean. Because you see, I thank God. He gave me the meanest mother in the world. Truly, a parent has no greater satisfaction to know that his child takes after her. Mother, you are your children's pattern and ideal. Will your example fill your daughter's life with happiness? Will your son find the way of your footsteps true guiding him away from the pitfalls of the devil, leading him on to the light of the Lord through Christian training, faith, and example. Remember, following you are your children. These days of appalling juvenile delinquency, greater responsibility falls upon you, especially since you are the one who must fortify your child against future tragedy. You must teach children well. Let us read in Proverbs 15:9, the way of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord, but he loveth him that followeth after righteousness. Bringing your children to Sunday school is the best. Lead them in your footsteps. Begin now. Maybe said of your child as it was said of Jesus in Luke the second chapter in the 40th verse. 
and the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. We now focus upon our spiritual mother. Paul tells us in Galatians 4.26, But Jerusalem, which is above all, is free, which is the mother of us all. By faith, Father Abraham, when he was called of the Lord to go out, obeyed, and went out not knowing where he was going. For he looked for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker is God. Let us read in 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, verses 11 through 12. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. If you would like to know more about God's word, the church and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at jesuscomingsoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. And now we call upon our church band to bring our program to its conclusion with this wonderful song entitled, Sunlight. <laughs>
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.